Here we are. We are here. All right. Talk CDL. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just here. Um. So there's like a lot to talk about tonight. Actually, I wanted to talk about divorce. Okay. Not with you. I was going to say, was this something I need to know about, babe? No. I mean, I did sneeze a minute ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, a trucker divorce is, you know, I want to talk about the rates. Ah. Um, and, uh, you know, especially among over-the-road truck drivers. And there was a couple other things I want to talk about. Oh, gosh, I can't even find it. Like, we've been so busy today. It's crazy. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not political. And I don't. I try not to get political on the show, mm-hmm. but I want to do mention a a, uh, a senator that's talking about trucking, and I want to talk about that for like two or three minutes, and something else I was going to talk about: dump truck haulers. I got a message for dump truck haulers tonight on Talk CDL Trucking Podcast. And you had something you want to talk about. What was that again? You had said to me this morning earlier about the ELDs or something Mm -hmm. Mm post-ELD. So accident rates post-ELD. Ruth Ann's got something, and we definitely want to hear that all on Talk CDL. Ruth Ann, I'd like to mention today we are brought to you by National Carriers out of Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. They are a reefer hauling company with beautiful T680s. Phone number. 888-311-7076. If you're looking for a really good job as a truck driver, lease purchase or company solo, 888-311-7076. Also, drivers, if you are looking for a local job, local, local as in home every day. And you know what? It's wintertime, guys. Maybe it's time to get off the road for a little bit and uh, be home every night instead of being out there in that cold treacherous winter this year call carter lumber if you got a class a or a class b license call them uh, or i'm sorry don't call them go on uh, carterlumber.com forward slash talk cdl that's actually the quickest way instead of calling them Ruthann, trying to because they have 160 some locations so if you go on carterlumber.com mm-hmm. forward slash talk cdl fill out that little it's like five question pamphlet thing they have on online they will contact you like right away and get you in for an interview, get you set up, and get you a local home every day. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, Ruthann. On where we go to the show. To the show. To, to the show. To the show. So divorces. I want to talk about that for a second. Do you know what the national average is for divorces? I was actually looking at something like, wow, that's some scary crap. Now, is this specific to truck drivers? No, no. We're going to talk about truckers, but I want to talk about the national average first. Okay. I want to compare truckers to the national. Who do you think has the worst? I, I didn't even look it up, but I always heard cops have the worst divorce rate. That's what I've always mm-hmm. heard. That's what I've heard. Cops. Hmm. They have a really bad divorce rate. I don't know why. They just do. Okay. So listen to this crap. Almost 50% of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. 50%. 50 freaking percent. Wow. That's basically saying half you people out there don't need to get married. I'm telling you, man. It's like, first off, guys, if you gotta, if you go into a an agreement, just keep your vows, keep your word, both of you. Yeah, both, both. I'm not gonna cheat. I'm gonna take care of you. 
whether you have sickness or health. Some people are like, I was talking to a guy and a girl one time, actually friends of ours, if you remember, the neighbors that got divorced. Mm -hmm. And like the husband looks at her and he goes, we had, we took vows and I meant my vows. And she looked right at him. Seriously. She goes, well, I didn't. It's like, you didn't mean your vows. The poor guy was married to her for 25 years. Mm Mm-hmm. They were married like 25 years, remember that? It was a long time. And, and he said, I, I meant my vows, and she said, I didn't. It's like, what a slap in the, gets a punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. When a woman looks you in the, in, the, in the eyes and goes, I didn't. It's like, whoa. <laughs> well, we're going to get to the trucker divorce right here in a second. Okay. Yeah. So it says here, researchers estimate that 41% of all first marriages end in divorce. So your first marriage, 41% of, of those, so for every 100 people that get uh, married, 41 of their first timers are going to get a divorce. 60% of, of people that get married a second time get divorced. Yeah, so you don't get better at marriage. You know, the average, the percent gets worse. If you get married a second time, you're you're in the 60% most likely to not make it. I don't like them statistics. I think, you know what I think it is? If, if once you give up one time, it's a lot easier to give up the second time. Maybe, all right, I took enough shit off my first husband. I ain't going to do it again. This one, I'm out of here, you know, or vice versa. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, so. it could be the guy. Okay, so uh, if you get married a third time, right, check this out, 73%. Well, I could see, honestly, after after two, if you're going for a number three, why three get, strikes, you're out. Yeah, why, Done. Get, why get married a third time? What's, what, what, was, why, what is the reasoning for that one? What was Elizabeth Taylor, like 55 or something like that? What was she? <laughs> I think she was like seven. It was, it was a lot. That's crazy. Oop, I turned you down too much. Good talk. Good. No, I just wanted to tease with them. <laughs> okay, so um, anyways, where was I at? Okay, here it says the United States has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. And then it shows a chart. What do you think the number one country is for divorce? I'm serious. Well, if we're number six. We're number six. What do you think the number one is? Hmm. I'm, I'm about to, I'm, and I'm about to reveal the trucker's divorce rate. The number one for divorce, I would have to say... What country wouldn't you want to be in the most? That's the one. Say it. Where would you not want to be right now? What country? Uh, you're, you're right, Russia. I know that's what you were going to say. Russia's number one. I, 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 I was trying to... Actually, they were one of the ones I was throwing around. I had them in another country. No, Russia. Russia's it. Um, let's see here. It says every 42 seconds, there's a divorce in America that equates to 86 divorces an hour, 2,046 divorces every day, Mm. 14,364 divorces every week and 746,971 divorces every year. Crazy. Hmm. Every 16 seconds, there is a marriage in the United States that equates to 230 marriages per hour, 38,762 marriages per week, two point, it says, and two, oh, a little over two million a year. It says there are nearly three divorces in the time it takes for a couple to recite their wedding vows. More than 172 divorces occurred during your typical romantic comedy movie. That's two hours. 430 divorces happen during the average wedding reception, five hours. 
There are 5,975,768 divorces over the course of an average first marriage that ends in divorce, which is eight years. So every eight years is almost 6 million divorces in the United States. That's crazy. That's wacky. Crazy. This is really crazy. Are you ready for a trucker divorce? Yes. So what did we say was the average? What was the national average? Do you remember what it was? About half, right? About half yeah, of people. It was like 50%, right? Yeah. For the first one. What's that? For your first marriage. So truckers, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The average trucker divorce. Drum roll, please. That's pretty good. I like that. 19.14%. See, it's because even, they're away from each other a lot. L- listen, listen. Not even half of what the average is. Truckers stay together. Seriously, mm-hmm. if you're, listen, ladies out there, if you just met a trucker and you're thinking, can this guy and myself make it, you have a better chance with a trucker than you have with a cop, a lawyer, a doctor, any one of these clowns. You have a better chance at staying married the rest of your life. Only 19 out of 100 get divorced, where 50 out of 100 get divorced 41 to 50 out of 100 get divorced, national average. Truckers are faithful. Truckers, and like you said, I agree with that. And you said, well, they're apart. And I think that does help. You know, like, you know, people get used to, you know, like when you get together, you see your husband every two weeks or three weeks, you want to fight or you want to make love? I think most of them choose to make love. Well, I think they do. I mean, the only time I think they would fight is, you know, if he don't help do certain things that need to be done. So ladies, you want some advice? Find a trucker. <laughs> find a trucker. He's going to be good for you. And truckers, if you find a new lady, plant the seed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, she, Ruthie knows what I mean. Put a bun in the oven. You know, give her something to do while she's away. <laughs> while, while you're while, away. While you're away <laughs> trucking, you know, put a pup in there. You know. <laughs> They're not werewolves. <laughs> Give her a pup to take care of. <laughs> She's with pup. No, but seriously, it's it's a good, I'm just, I mean, t- kudos for truckers, right? Yeah, I think it's because they, they don't, they're not, you know, like when you deal with some, we're used to being around each other all the time. Well, yeah, Ruthann and I are 24-7, but I'm just saying that. But there's a lot of people that can't do that. Everyone that we've ever talked to say, how do you do it? But the thing is, is when you deal with a trucker, they're, they're, you're not up each other's rear all the time, trying always in their face. That's what I mean, yeah. And and every day seeing them, so you value that time when you do get near each other. You you know the man comes home or the woman, mm-hmm. and you're getting stuff done that needs to be done by that specific person. You know, like there's things that I just can't do that I need you to do at the house or something to that effect, or on the vehicle or or, or those type of things. Do I need you to do all of that? No, I'm sure I can manage to get around some of it, but it's your job to do those things when, when you're at the house. So it's, you kind of have to do them. And when a trucker comes home, he wants to get those things done because he knows that's his job to do at the house. Yeah, but also putting a pup in the oven. Well, I mean, and to take care of the wife, the same way the wife's supposed to take care of the husband. Yeah. You know, that's just but the no, way it's supposed to be. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, we, you and I were separate, like I was on the road and you were, you know, taking care of the kids. I gave yeah, you, I had three I gave, pups. I gave you some pups. 
You know where I got that term from? Huh? Um, the Last Kingdom, like Vikings. He's uh. here. Oh, she's got a pup. <laughs> I like that. But no, seriously, it's it's a good thing. Raise a family. It's you know, raise a family. Be in love. Love your family. Dri- it seems like drivers, truck drivers, are a loyal group. They are a loyal. You know that old saying: they have a girlfriend in every port. You already know if a guy's bringing home money, if he's if he's doing well, consistent check, he doesn't have girlfriends. He's out there making money. He's running. He's tired. He's coming home. He wants to be with his family. And and I'm telling you, ladies, I'm going to say it again: if you're looking for a spouse and you got the choice of a doctor, a lawyer, a trucker ladies choose the trucker he knows all that stuff anyways listen and like you said ruthann um you know bottom line is you're gonna have some some free time too and guess what you know you and i didn't have facetime and zoom and and skype and all that stuff back when we were i was a driver i had to put a coin in the damn phone and call you and stand out and you know sometimes you're like standing in a damn payphone at a rest area and it's like freaking zero degrees out and you're and you're just wanting to talk to your loved one you know today these guys can be in their truck with internet you know it's not that hard to have a relationship with a trucker and you know there's so many things you can share while you're on the road and guys you know here's my advice to truckers seriously it's, it's the same advice i've always had with my own wife with Ruth Ann here you know, never stop chasing her around the room. Never stop flirting with your wife because as soon as you do, okay, the Amazon man's ready to do it. Or the UPS. We used to say the milkman when I was a kid, but the milkman don't deliver anymore. The UPS guy delivers. But I'm just Amazon's saying more. there's always somebody waiting in line to take your job as, as lover or husband. So, you know, when you're on the road and I know most truckers do this cause I've been reading about it. A lot of truckers, when they're, they make time for their wives every night, they want to send them pictures of maybe something they've seen for the day. They want to include the kids and it's nice to do that. Maybe they send them little, little flirty messages while they're on lunch break or whatever the case is. Flirt with her, chase her. You know, you, you might not be at home chasing her around the couch. Okay. But while you're out on the road, you know, flirt with her on the road. Let her feel loved. And, and and ladies, do the same thing. Let that guy know. That's the one thing that's a, a really important for a trucker is a strong lady, Ruthann. You know that. Mm-hmm. And you ladies out there that have married a trucker or you're new at, at being married to a trucker, just make sure he has confidence and knows that you got his back. That makes him want to be out on the road and, and make more money to raise your family together. Seriously, that's exactly what it feels like. Now, if he can't get a hold of you, that's a, see, that's the thing right there. If you can't get a hold of her, you know what I mean, then, then you know, obviously people are going to be wondering. It's not going to be fun being apart on the road. You're going to be thinking bad things of each other. Oh, so yeah. give each other that confidence. Okay, so anyways, I just, I was reading that. I thought this would be a cute little opener for the podcast tonight. You know, to let truck drivers, you know, I bet you most people were thinking, oh yeah, over the road truckers are going to have a high divorce. I was actually reading a lot of bull crap Mm -hmm. where people are writing these blogs going, yeah, truckers have a high divorce rate. Well, guess what? They don't. So any of you people that are writing these blogs saying truckers have a high divorce rate, they don't. It's 19, 19.14%. Half of what the Nas, not even half of what the national average is. So, hats off to truckers. I mean that we got it going on with the ladies. You know that, right? We're ladies, ladies men. You move the goods. We, we move the goods. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're always in the box. You know, getting the freight out. Oh gosh. Right then. But no, seriously. 
Uh, that's my advice. No, you're backing in the dock. Uh, yeah, well, that's going there, brother. But listen, last, last, I'm just going to say it one more time. Give each other confidence. Give her a pup to take care of. And guess, raise your family, trucker family. That's what we are. We're trucker families. Ruthann, what do you think? Should we move on? Moving on. Should we, should we mention another sponsor? Yes. How about DriveWise? And that's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E. Sorry, I should. I really probably shouldn't take so much, you know. Think she thinks it's the Howard Stern show when I, I say that. W Y Z. You know, Drivewise. Drivewise. Listen, let's talk good about Drivewise because they they're are a great, great company. Absolutely. Because let's let's be honest. We get a lot of emails about people switching over to Drivewise from the competition because it's cheaper and easier. You don't need a transponder. If you want to bypass the scales today, I see owner operators online saying, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get the the scale pass." Well, guess what? You can go on your phone right now. D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Download it and start bypassing the scales today. If you've got like a small fleet, get DriveWise and, and let your drivers not have to worry about, you know, pulling in the scales all the time. D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Ruthann, last but not least, um, Camion, Camion's break-even calculator. And you know fuel just went up again? How cra- I mean, I, I thought fuel was going down. I, I looked at car gas. Gas is almost down at three bucks a gallon, right? Freaking diesel fuel is still five to six bucks. Somebody told me in Pennsylvania there they, they paid six forty nine for a gallon of fuel. Wow. So get Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N, Camion's break-even calculator, especially if you're a lease purchase driver or a fleet owner, whatever you are, download this. Have your drivers download it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the spelling, K. A M is in Michael I O N is in Nancy Camion dot I O forward slash talk C D L and that's a free download for the break even calculator. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, real quick, I want to talk to you about this um, senator or whatever the heck he is. Listen, I don't care if you vote red. I don't care if you vote blue. On talk C D L, we've got half of our audience. Is one side, the other half is the other side, or maybe it's lopsided, maybe 75, 20. I don't know. But guess what? I'm not going to knock your party. I'm not here to do that. Here's what I am here to tell you, though. My grandfather told me a long time ago, we come from a trucker family, Ruthann, you know that. My grandfather, 52-year trucker, owner-operator, owned his company, had drivers, everything. You know what he taught me when I was a kid? He said, Troy, there's never been a president or a party for the trucker ever, ever. Some of them talk it, but the, you know what? You look at the regulations and the BS crap that the, that the trucker goes through today, and you tell me there's a political party that's for the trucker, and I'm going to say bull crap. There's none. Never, ever has the trucker got it, had it worse, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s, okay, and I can look back at every president, I can look back at every president, and I could tell you there's never been like a, a time where truckers had it made under a presidency. I don't care what president it is. I don't care. And I can name a couple presidents that I really loved. And I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to get political. But here's this Arizona senator vows to fix the trucking industry by cutting red tape in in new campaign ad. B, I, I, don't, I don't buy that. That's just somebody looking to, to get the vote of the trucker, to me. A former NASA astronaut and current United States senator for the state of Arizona has released a new campaign ad focusing on how he would fix labor issues within the trucking industry. Democrat Senator Mark Kelly is up for re-election in November, and part of his pitch excuse me, to his constituents involves fixing multiple issues within the trucking industry in order to reduce costs for consumers. 
In a video that appears to have been filmed at a truck stop, Kelly argues that government red tape has contributed to a shortage of 80,000 truckers. You know, he said, he said, we're 80,000 truckers short. You know what? We're way more than 80,000 truckers short. Okay. That, that, that 80,000 is like 20 years ago numbers. I mean, it's climbed since then. It says, which is uh, in turn increased costs for consumer. He says cutting regulations will bring the supply chain back on track and help our truckers and their families. Um, you know, honestly and truly, the driver shortage, he says, narrative that Kelly mentions has been pushed by groups like the American Trucking Association for decades. Other groups like the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, OIDA, have long argued that the real problem is higher turnover and retention. Compensation has been falling for years, and the conditions have not improved. Trucking needs to figure out how to keep drivers instead of burning them out. And I agree with that. You know, truck trucking trucking truck drivers need to be paid more and not and not beaten into the ground and used like in the movie the matrix you're like a battery until you wear out okay you know you, you start talking about this government red tape and i do agree that if you got rid of government ta- red tape like all the regulations that were under i'm talking about the the hours of service the eld mandates you talk about every little thing that they implement to 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 basically slow the trucker down, okay, but never pay him. Yes, if you can get rid of that red tape, you would. But I don't believe there's going to be any politician that gets rid of red tape. Red tape never goes away in trucking. It just gets worse. Where where are they saying that we're going to get, seriously, where are they, where have you ever seen where all of a sudden everybody's going, all right, man, this is the only time I ever seen, like, say, um, hours get better was like during the pandemic when you were an essential worker and they said, okay, you're, you're, you can run, just run. Your hours aren't going to be against you. Okay. Well, that's, that's under an emergency. But other than that, when did they ever reverse something and make the hours of service better? They, they haven't. They've never, they never have. If you, they, they always think of a reason why they can't, like why they need to make it worse, like why they have to have it shorter or why they come up with a reason for, um, breaking it down to where the, the drivers can't log it certain ways. They have to have it a, a different way now. You know, like I mean, everything, every mm-hmm. everything they've done. It's, it's never been like this, this positive motion forward for the truck driver himself. Instead, it's always more regulations, more regulations, more regulations. That's all it ever is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at they're even looking at like a a national speed limit for truckers right now. Mm-hmm. They're looking at doing that. They've been studying it now, and it's most likely going to happen. Nobody, nobody, everybody actually keeps forgetting about this. But that stuff is is literally coming down the pipe right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it I is. mean, it could be implemented within the next year, where all of a sudden owner operators and everybody go to sixty five. So tell me, where are these senators? You know what it is? It's just more promises that people are doing. And you know when you get these promises. Right before election time. Oh, all of us truckers are just going to pitch in and no, go vote for this guy. I say BS. I really do. I'm sick and tired of broken promises from both sides of the aisle. I really am. I really, I've, I'm an advocate for one thing. For every promise you break to get in office, you can do five years in prison. That would make them stop making promises they can't keep. What do you think, Ruthen? I agree. I agree. You need to, well, any of the, anybody, period, you got to stop making promises that you know you can't keep because you're not building anything. So anyways, I, that's that's my rant for the day. I, I I literally just seen that. I'm like, that's a bunch, that's a crop. Anybody, all, 
when you're a politician, you start making promises, you already know the bull crap's going to hit the fan. You know the worst part, Ruthann, and I'm going to end this part of it right here. The worst part of it is, is good people go, oh, this man's going to do good for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden people start buying into it. You know what I mean? These guys, they smile, kiss your baby, stick their freaking hand in your pocket, steal your wallet, and promise you the world, and then you vote for them, and then all of a sudden, everybody's going, what happened? All them promises, Mr. Senator, Mr. President, Mr. This, Mr. That. I'll be honest with you, man. I hate lies. That's why I don't get, that's why I don't get political on this show. And again, I'm not picking a side there. I'm saying politicians are politicians, nothing more than a lawyer. Uh And most of them were lawyers at one time. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to move on. I am in the overdrive. They had posted that the FMCSA is planning to um, do the regulations proposal. So we're moving on to another topic right then. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. I'm actually keeping with you what you're saying about the speed limiters. So go ahead. Say what you're saying. It says the FMCSE administration will pursue a number of rulemaking proposals in 2023, including speed limiters, according to the Department of Transportation. So they're planning on um, putting in a supplemental uh, notice type of thing. June 30th of 2023 is when they're planning on doing that. Okay. So I just thought you were saying about how they're planning on doing it. No, no. Well, June of 2023 is when they're actually planning on trying to push that to start going through more. Yeah, no, and I I didn't mean to sound like I was snapping at you. (laughs) I just was, I, I thought you were, I thought you were changing the subject, but yeah, no, you're right. And that's exactly, so June of 23 there, this is what the target date is for the speed limiters. It's when they're just trying to get it to push through for. Yeah. You, we got a little humming. I in. hear the humming. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Actually, we don't normally have that. It so. wasn't there and then all of a sudden it showed up. So there's something. Yeah. Well, who knows? Okay. So, so there you have it. Exactly. So that's my whole point right there. You've got these senators trying to wink, wink, I'm going to make it better for the trucker. When really, if you look at, look at the laws, they're all trying to pass down the line. Okay. Speed limiters. How well you think that's going to go when you tell an owner operator that has a, a, a triple digit 389 Peterbilt or a W900 that his truck has to be castrated down to 65. I, there was like three different speeds that they proposed on that speed limiter. One was 60. I think another was 65, and I think another one was 68 or 70. So you got to tell an owner-operator that he's, that he's got to castrate his truck? That's, that's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I mean, what's the point in being an owner-operator when, you, when they castrate you and take away all your freedom? Well, I mean, they wouldn't. The fact that it said that they're going to try and do certain regulations according to many things, and then it said that even if you're um, they're looking at accidents and stuff, and even if an accident um, happened but no one was seriously injured or anything like that, they're still not going to let that sway whether or not they should get a speed limiter put on. So they're not even looking at statistics. It's just they want to control too much stuff, and what they're going to they're going to hurt themselves even more than they've already hurt themselves by trying to do something like that. I agree, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You ready to move on? I'm moving on. Let's move on. Okay. Okay, so um, just a quick message to dump truck drivers, and I mean like end dumps drivers. Listen, I, I got a, I got a lot of friends that drive end dumps, and and a lot of them run together, and you know they'll 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 be loading sand or clinkers or coal or whatever mud, whatever they're hauling. Okay, 
And usually when they're on a job, they're like in one site, you know what I'm saying? And like, for example, let's say here in Florida, let's say they're loading out of Brooksville and let's say they're running it to the, to the, uh, um, nuke plant up here in Crystal River. Okay. Okay. So if they're doing that, you've got maybe 30 of them doing this and like five of them are running together. So they're kind of being competitive about it. So when they get to where they're going, right, they're unloading as quickly as they can so they can be the first out and the first one to get back to Brooksville to load. Now, I'm just using Brooksville and, and Crystal River as an example. This is all over the United States this happens. You got guys in North Carolina that might be loading in Charlotte and going somewhere or, or and, and you know what I mean? You got a group of guys and they're always racing or at least trying to beat each other because what they do is they're usually 50 to 100 mile runs. So they're little runs. So they're doing two, three, four loads a day. So their goal is, is okay, let me, let me pick up a load of dirt or sand, and I'm going to run it 30 miles up the lo- road, and I'm going to back in. I know where I'm going. I'm going to back it in, right, and I'm going get, to get it going, and I'm going to tear out of here and get going. Well, the problem is most of them, a lot of them don't let their buckets drop all together. You know what I'm getting at, don't mm-hmm. you? You know, we just filmed one. We just had a guy on film that took out all these power lines up here in Homosassa. Um, last year, a year before I filmed it mm-hmm. and you know, he just tore lines down. Why? Cause, cause he dumped and then just thought he'd just take off with his butt, with his bucket in the air. Okay. Well, there's one on uh CDL life actually has one on this week and there was a guy behind them blowing his horn, trying to get him to stop. And it was dark. The guy just hit that. He hit a bridge with his, bu- his, his, uh, box in the mm. air and literally ripped the bucket right off the truck. Wow. And to be honest with you. This is this is a very common thing. I would be will I would love to see in the United States in a year's time how many drivers get into an accident because they failed to drop their bucket. And they actually have some of them have alarms that tell them that their bucket's not down. They should. I mean, you have car alarms that tell you when your door's not shut all the way. You know what the bottom line with this is, guys? <laughs> Let your damn bucket down. It's that you know, that guy's job is done. When you take out a bridge at 60 miles an hour with your truck in the air, you look like an idiot going down the road with your bucket way in the air. Just imagine that. There you are rolling along with your music playing. Dum, 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 dum. And your bucket's up in the air. You look like a clown. Especially you, if the four-wheeler's trying to tell you, drop yeah, your bucket, drop yeah, your bucket. You exactly. You got a, an unprofessional four-wheeler trying to tell the professional driver that he's screwing up. And there you are, bam, slamming into things. I'm telling you, that's my message today. Drop your damn bucket, guys. Listen, you're going to lose your job for um, a 30-second or a 90-second wait, all because your buddy's pulling out ahead of you, and you want to get back to the yard or the sand pile or wherever to get your load before him. Guys, the 90 seconds that you're going to be dreading and looking back going, if I would have just waited, if I would have just waited, I'd have a job. I wouldn't be at the unemployment line. Seriously, let your bucket down. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. Now, what do you got for us, Ruthann, with this um, uh, uh, post-ELD thing here? Talk to us about that. All right. So I had gotten this off of Overdrive. So a lot of people will be able to go in and fill in the blanks that I am not putting in here because I'm just going to skim over it for everybody. Yeah. Okay. So when the electronic, when ELD's mandate was finally put in December of 2015, their main concern was what they estimated 
was that they would save 26 lives and prevent 562 injuries on an annual basis. So an extra 26 lives would be saved because of the ELD. That's what they're doing. That's their theory. Mm-hmm. This That's- was seven years ago this ELD kicked mm-hmm. in. So... Nearly five. It says nearly five years since the mandate took effect. Well, you said 2015. Yeah, but oh, I know. This, let me finish. All right. Okay. In um, Dece- um, December of uh, la la la, nearly five years since the mandate took effect for much of the trucking in 2017. So they finalized the mandate in 15, but two years it took for them to actually put everything in. Remember, they okay. So, them this- so it's five years in. Go ahead. Right. Truck-involved crash resulting in injuries and fatalities have steadily gone up. So instead of saving 26 lives, it's killing more. Exactly. And, you know, you can ask truckers and they'll tell you that that, that that's pretty obvious what's going on with the ELD, racing the clock and all of that right. crap. Well, here's what they did is they had pulled up an analysis. It was Overdrive and their sister company, RigDig. They looked into um, crash and fatality injury numbers in the four years prior to ELD's mandate, which was from 14 to 17, and the four years following it, which was 18 to 21. Now, remember, there was a whole year in there of COVID. So crashes and fatalities with injuries, numbers in the aggregated were generally flat from 2014 to 70, only rising like in little tiny increments. And that in, um, however, the crashes and injuries and fatalities have risen each year since, but for 2020. Because that was COVID. So in the year 2020, nothing really happened. So it, it didn't rise. But in 18, 19, 21, and um, they didn't say anything about 22 yet. They keep going up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you what they're, what they're saying here. So whew, got a little bit ahead of myself. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> okay. So. For truck-involved crashes pre-mandate, which is from 14 to 17, were 504,214. So per 1,000 power units, it was 17.6. Per 10 million miles, 30.9. So basically 504,000 and a couple odd hundred, right? Now, guess how much it went up? How much? 565,000 is how many they are. Wow. So it literally went up approximately, what, 61,000. Yeah. It went up 61,000 crashes from the 2014 to 17 mm-hmm. to 18 to 21. I read, it's interesting that you, you, you bring this up. I read an article earlier that said, Overall crashes have come down, not in trucking, in with cars, right? Oh, the, just the, the motoring public, cars, pickups, vans, all those guys, their crash rate has come down, but the semi-truck industry has gone up. No, they no are, I'm just I'm just saying what I read. I'm just, no, I'm just saying the overall cars, cars, car, cars ain't under ELD mandates. So the ones, the big trucks, their crash rate has gone up. But the little guy has gone down a little bit. That's the decrease on that I just read earlier today. They said the reason why with um, 2020 with COVID, mm-hmm. there's less cars in the on the road right. because um, 
the general work population right. were not going to work or they like the they were able to create home offices. So there was less people on the road, but just the truckers. So there was no four wheelers. But I'm not talking about 2020. I'm no, just talking I'm just, about in the last, say, 10 years. You know, or I'm just was throwing that in there as a little why they really say with 2020, there wasn't really many accidents because the four wheelers themselves yeah, weren't even around. 2020 is not on my mind. I'm just saying as far as as far as um, overall accidents go in the last, I don't know, it's five or 10 year mm-hmm. report compared to the previous, the general public has gone down, but the semi-truck world has gone up and they've had more accidents instead of less accidents. And it's contributed, attributed to the ELD. Like you said, ELD post ELD mm-hmm. accidents have gone up. Mm-hmm. That's because why they're chasing hours you know you you punch in and you're now racing to get where you're going and then on top of it truckers you know especially if they're on the east coast they're racing the clock to find a place to park on top of all that so they're getting you know um i don't want to say sloppy but when you're racing and you're and you're you're trying to get things done in a lot in a hurrier. Plus, you're tired. You don't have the privilege of pulling over and sleeping for three, four hours, and running your logbook the way you should be able to run it. You don't have that option to run it like we used to. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, it got it had gone up. Um, like I said, sixty-one thousand for the um, crashes themselves. It went up um, from two hundred and sixty-two thousand to two hundred and seventy-seven thousand for more injuries mm-hmm. and the fatalities have gone up about 2000. So from 16,851 to 18,534. So every single thing has gone up drastically. If you want to be honest on the, since the mandate went through the four years after the mandate went through when they're expecting to save lives and less injuries, they actually have had more and not just more, like they expected to save like 562,000, I think, or 562 um, injuries, 26 lives. They have over 2,000 more lives they've lost because of the mandate. So right. that's pretty much what all I was getting at is that they're, they're, they're really... Yeah, the ELD mandate mm-hmm. has caused more problems than it has helped, bottom line. They should just take away it. Yeah. So get rid of the mandate again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's this goes back to what I was saying. When when do they implement these rules that help truckers? So, like going back to that senator, right? What's he going to do that's going to reverse the federal laws that have been already put in place that are against us truckers? Not a damn thing, guaranteed. He's just looking for votes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's my podcast. For the day. You got a word of the day? I do. Let's hear it. All righty. That was weird. Sorry. I like something ad put on my computer here. Mm -hmm. Ready? Go ahead. Hyponym. Hyponym? Hyponym. I don't know what it is. H-Y-P-O hypo N-Y-N. Nim. And this is by Word Genius. Mm -hmm. Um, Ruthann, go ahead. Hypen in. What is it? A word of more specific meaning than a general or subordinate term uh, applicable to it. For example, 
if you have cutlery, which is your silverware, you have a spoon, which is a more specific description of it. You know, instead of someone saying, hey, get the silverware out, you usually say, get some knives and forks. You're being more specific. So that's what it is, is a more specific word to say than the general world. Cool. All right. But here in a sentence. All right, Ruthann, that's the podcast for the week. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.